This is not the first time we've done an episode on in-laws. And it won't be the last. And it won't be the last, but it's holiday time around here, and we figured it's a good time to start talking about how to deal with in-laws. Specifically, we'll leave you with five steps on how to have a better relationship with your in-laws. And yeah, we'll get into it on the other side. You know, it's good to revisit this conversation now and again. Yeah. Because it's, 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 what did you say today? We were talking about something else. We're talking about kids, but you said you don't prepare for the battle during the battle. You prepare for the battle beforehand. <laughs> it doesn't always have to be a battle. It doesn't have to be, but it can laws. feel that way. But sometimes, yes, it can feel that way. And there's a lot of different dynamics that come into play with that, those types of relationships, which we'll talk about. And the battle's not always against them. It's no. sometimes an internal, you know, struggle to try and be patient or yes. trying to be understanding or try to be long suffering. <laughs> um, and we're coming from a place where actually I think we have really good in-law relationships. Yeah. So if you're our parents and you're listening to this, don't feel like we're talking about <laughs> you, please. Um, so, yeah, uh, if you don't know who we are, my name is Ryan. This is my lovely wife, Selena. We are the Fredericks, otherwise known as the Fierce Family here on YouTube. If you're if you're watching or on the podcast side, we have the Fierce Marriage Podcast, which is what this episode is. We also have Fierce Parenting. Uh, we live to help couples live in light of who Christ is, what he did, what he's called them mm-hmm. to do. And so if that's something that uh, you want to do, if you're a Christian and you're married or you're a parent, then we're here to help you. So thank you for joining us. Um, yeah, let's just dive right in. Okay. So, Selena, what well, <laughs> what do you love about my parents? <laughs> That's what let's I not start there. Um, <laughs> let's start where we would in our little rundown here, because I think stick to the script. No, I just think it's helpful for people to kind of yeah. identify the two different camps that there's kind of a spectrum, right, of where in laws fall into and there's kind of it's kind of unspoken so you get the in-laws that maybe are like way too involved right they have their their favorites uh they, wait, wait, fa- what do you mean their favorites well there's just favoritism like they they might just be nicer to their own child than they are to the, their child's spouse <laughs> so there might happen. be favoritism or maybe there's sibling favoritism and it comes out at family like get-togethers and that just puts some pressure on your own marriage um there's often uh, these are more i think we call them marriage adversaries <laughs> versus advocates um so this would kind of fall under you know they they take sides they are involved in gossip and hurtful comments and they kind of lack res- lack respect for y- your marriage covenant right sure. So again, marriage adversaries, you know, wanting their own child to win and be the best and all those things. And or just they have a favorite. I'm thinking of Andy um, in the office, his, his older brother. <laughs> That's what I meant. Yeah, they have a sibling that they just <laughs> they like adore him. It's favorite. Josh Groban, which is hilarious. <laughs> um, and he's like this overachiever, and Andy's just kind of always the the disappointment yeah. to the father. Yeah. Uh, it's very cringy at points. It is. But, it is. And, and that's a caricature, obviously, but it yeah. can sometimes come out in subtle ways or, you know, so-and-so is the golden child, right? Oh, of course. Of course. Or so-and-so is always bringing up their drama or they always want to talk about politics or they've gone off the the, the right deep end or they've gone right. off the left deep end, politically speaking. Uh, and, and that can create factions. Yeah. And it can create yeah. alliances that may or may not be uh, articulated. I know um, as Christians, okay, so if you're a level-headed, uh, Bible-believing, Bible-living, I actually, you think the Bible is more than just a, a, a book of advice. You think it's actually instructive for how right. you live your life. Uh, then you might find yourself um, feeling isolated because a lot of families, even though they might be a Christian family, it's exceedingly rare to find a family that is 
living out the tenets of scripture yeah. consistently. Yeah. And if that's if you're trying to do that, then you're gonna you need some wisdom and how to navigate this because you, you you're gonna have a lot of opportunity for frustration. You're gonna have yeah. a lot of opportunity for maybe uh, being offended or being offended or offending, offending someone. Yeah. And so it, all of that compounds on top of the already right. murky in-law waters. And so uh, some of that has to do with boundaries. Um, yeah, which we're not going to talk well, about boundaries a lot. Are, no, here today. I think we're talking a little bit about them, but I wanted to I wanted to kind of even out the spectrum. Like we talked about how some parents are way too involved. But then you get the other parents that are just not involved at all, right? They, they don't offer to help take the kids. They just uh, always want you to come to them. They're kind of like, well, we've raised our kids. We've done our job. So now it's time for us to just kind of enjoy our life, right? And um, yeah. again, sadly, this perspective also falls short, right? It, it doesn't uh, allow for God's grace to continue, I think, in the relationship for, their, for both parties to experience mm-hmm. like true blessing of, you know, being there for the next generation, experiencing the joy of, of being a grandparent. Um, but then, you know, if you're, if you're a grandparent or a in-law who is just too involved in their children's marriage, um, that can definitely break mm. up the foundation as well. And so um, it's important, I think, for us to maintain the perspective that, you know, in light of the gospel, we're all being sanctified. None of us is perfect. Um, sometimes I think we set higher standards on our parents sure. um, and on our in-laws than we do for ourselves. And so I think we need to approach this whole uh, conversation with lots of grace um, and also understanding, you know, we we say it constantly, you know, to ourselves if we do have frustrating moments with our parents. We're like, we're also not 60 or 70 years old. You know, we're not, we haven't lived a whole nother lifetime yet. And so we may be more like them than we want to admit when we're that old, you know, God willing. So just things to be thinking about as you're Lord, mulling through Lord this, willing this conversation. More like them? Is that what you're saying? No, Lord willing that we live that long. Oh, okay. <laughs> so anyways, let's, let's just go through a few scriptures to yeah. kind of frame out this conversation. And then we can talk about, um, you know, some of the, the problems that are pretty common. We've kind of named a few. Uh, and then go into kind of the five steps of how we can have improve that relationship. I think we should talk about something real quick. Okay. Quick sidebar. You are 33 weeks pregnant now? Yes. Okay. So I commend you for all the talking you're doing because it's hard. If I feel like I'm breathing hard, there's like a baby right here. And I'm just like, right. I'm trying to breathe and talk all at the same time. You're Sometimes literally things two are hard. Well, okay. Not, well, yeah, Don't say those two. There's two people right there. There's two, yes. Uh, and one is pushing on your lungs. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I commend you, I feel my little, lovely if wife. If I seem a little like out of breath, I'm not like running a marathon under here with you my can, legs or something. You, you can talk slower too. That's okay. okay. It's acceptable. It, Was pod- I talking fast? No, I'm just saying okay. that if you need to, because the podcast. Well, I speak people's voices up when I listen to podcasts because I'm like. Ding, I know that's ding, why ding. you got to talk a normal pace because some people are going to speed it on up. Okay. Well. And you know, if if you if we talk too fast. There's the no way the speed up fast. button is too okay. fast. Well, yeah, just trying uh, to get all in one breath here. You're getting real meta here. Okay. Okay, so we got some scriptures. Leave and cleave. That yes. that uh, timeless, obviously wisdom from from the scriptures. Genesis two twenty four. Uh, the, the husband will leave his uh, family right and cleave to they his wife. And shall leave his father and They'll his become mother. Become one flesh. Yes. Um, I, I, that was the Ryan revised version right there. Uh, Matthew nineteen five through six. You don't have that. It echoes the same oh, okay. thing. Therefore, okay. a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. What therefore God has joined together, let not man separate. And I think this was in context uh, with talking about divorce, uh, if I'm not mistaken. 
Uh, yeah, yeah. He was he was having a debate. The Pharisees tried to yeah. do a gotcha with Jesus, and he, he Jesus he always wins. <laughs> he will not be God. <laughs> uh, yeah, so there's a there's a distinction being made. I think that's what we're trying to say is yeah. there is a distinction between uh, your your nuclear family that you came from, your family of origin, right. and the family that you then create with another with with your spouse. Yes, and and that's that's an important distinction to be made. And it, there's a boundary there. Mm-hmm that shall not be transgressed at least uh, if it is transgressed it's at your own peril right it's supposed now, it doesn't to mean be it doesn't mean it's not a border that has zero right uh immigration like people cross the boundary in healthy ways and in lawful ways yeah. to enter into uh what i mean by that is they they speak into your relationship or yeah. they're involved in various ways but the point is there is there a delineation there yeah. and that's not su- such a radical idea for us in our culture um i think in other cultures that maybe preceded uh, what we see currently in the West, the last 100, 150 years in the West, uh, there were a lot more multi-generational blurring of those lines Yeah, to our own uh, fault in some ways because we've gotten so uh, uh, atomized as individuals and as as nuclear families that we forget to um, include sometimes the older generations the parents, the in-laws, and, we, and we, I think we miss out on a lot of t- Absolutely. time-tested wisdom that Absolutely. way. So um, all I have I, to say is there's just there's a boundary yeah. to be had, and we're just going to talk about how to maintain that border, if you will, in a very healthy way. Well, in a joyful and godly way. Yeah. But we're going to yeah. look at one more uh, little section of Scripture because I think it helps uh, provide you with the roles of – it's, it's Titus 2, 1 through 6. So teach sound doctrine. It's talking about the roles of older men, older women. Um, not that it? you need to like <laughs> say, Mom, you need to act like this more. But maybe yeah. it's something you as yourself can you know pray about and so aspire to oh. or even talk about with your, with your parents if they're open to that. Um, so verse 2 uh, or 1. Yeah, 1. Sorry. But as for you, teach what accords with sound doctrine. Older men are to be sober-minded, dignified, self-controlled, sound in faith, in love, and in steadfastness. Older women, likewise, are to be reverent in behavior, not slanderers or slaves to much wine. They are to teach what is good, and so train the young women to love their husbands and children, to be self-controlled, pure, working at home, kind and submissive to their own husbands, that the word of God may not be reviled. Likewise, urge the younger men to be self-controlled. Such a beautiful passage, and it is so systematic in how he approaches the various kind of generational uh, pockets of people right. that are within a, a church gathering, and I love that he how he says the older folks, right, are, are to conduct themselves right. in a way that is honorable. Right. Now, if you have in laws that are not doing that, this right. is going to make it a lot harder. And they're not obviously following this. But they're not being sober minded. They're right. not being dignified. They're not being self controlled. Well, it's, sound in their faith. Yes, yes. Um, and then there, but then they're said in that kind of that. Uh, that state of being now act in this way yeah be reverent and not slanderers or slave too much wine <laughs> i just think it's funny that that's what it says to the it to does the say women. yeah it does say it does say self-controlled though to the older men to the older women to the young women to the younger men self-control now, is all the way through now train the young women and the young men in these ways right. to be like you but the saying it within their own sphere right. mm-hmm. so in the home in the, to be submissive to their own husband right and so it's like you're speaking into 
in a healthy way, if this is if this is how it's playing out, they're going to be speaking into this uh, next generation. Is, oh, our yeah, in, within our borders. Yes, right? yes. And and so I guess what we're trying to get at is that that's such a beautiful harmony to be had. And I yes. think so often we end up playing defense in these relationships when what I hear you saying is that stop playing defense, go on the offense in terms of seeking out yeah. the life-giving aspects of what is possible yeah. and what is biblical and what's God-honoring in these well, relationships. And again, I don't want to paint this picture that like if you nail all these things, you're going to have a problem-free you know, relationship with your in-laws. No, these this is just a way of being with them. So when conflicts come, really when, when there's you know a disagreement or a miscommunication, you can still deal with one another. Uh, with reverence and good behavior and self-control, you know, showing yourself, I guess, not fruitful to what God's doing, but just showing yourself, you know, like that you are pursuing the things of God in this relationship and and in how you communicate to them and what you communicate uh, and and getting through all those. So, anyways, we need to move on because we're just gonna blow up our time here. Um, again, the topic is five principles for building a biblical relationship with your in-laws. Uh, we talked about kind of the spectrum mm. of in-laws, too involved, not involved enough. Um, but let's talk about a little bit, a few more of those common in-law issues that might just kind of get you thinking as a listener or viewer, saying, oh yeah, I see this sometimes in, in our relationship. Uh, one is uninvolved or too involved, which we talked about. What'd you, what's the next one? Um, <laughs> give you a break there, <laughs> divisiveness. I um, talk all the time. I'll go so just, all night. I, I'm Because my wife is pregnant, I'm on high alert. Like, how can I possibly help her <laughs> in any way? Because I feel so useless. <laughs> so I got to have to find ways. Oh, to, your time's coming. So let me just talk. <laughs> Don't you now. worry. Uh, divisiveness. Uh, yeah, we talked about that. The, the people that aren't advocating, but yeah. like, if if you know, if if your mother-in-law is pulling your wife aside and saying like, "What did your husband?" You know, like basically do like, uh, I don't know, in some way criticizing you that sure. is not constructive. Yeah. That's divisive, yeah. um, and it could go both ways. Uh, or saying no- things to your kids about you behind their back, like those kinds of yeah, it happens. Things, yeah. um, annoyances, uh, you know. It, it, it's funny you say the word annoyance, and it, it automatically makes you feel like, oh, it's not a big deal. But the thing about annoyances is they feel like a big deal. <laughs> in this context well they're always talked about after the fact right like oh i can't believe this happened or i yep right on right on time that's what they said and did and if you don't deal with annoyances in a balanced way yeah in a self-controlled way way, (laughs) they will evolve into deep-seated bitterness yeah because you, you see patterns of annoyance and the patterns they're no longer patterns of behavior but they're patterns of this is who you are yeah and that becomes a a source of bitterness yeah Um, another one is dysfunction um, so if every time you have your in-laws over, they, they fight or they're always arguing or maybe they're whatever the dysfunction is, um, or maybe the one is one in-laws they're complaining just, about his or her yeah, spouse. Or they're not engaged at all with each right. other. Yeah. Um, interference. They want to interfere with your marriage. I think one thing our parents, so Selena's mom and my parents have kind of this pact. Yeah. They t- have you, do you remember the pact? Yeah. They don't get involved unless, well, <laughs> ever. They try to avoid, I think, ever getting involved. Uh, but they made it like on the day of our wedding. Like we 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 rode off into the sunset, right? And we're we're going off honeymoon. It's gonna be great. And they all took a deep breath. It's done. You know, they're gone. They're out the door. And look, they looked at each other and said, "Let's not like get in the way." Don't meddle. They're not gonna we're meddle. Not gonna meddle. Yeah. Which I really appreciate. But they're they're also available if we have questions to them and come to them and say we have a question for you. They're not good, but they're not gonna. 
offer advice unless we seek it out, I think. Which I was going to say, it's, it's a, there's a downside to the not meddling because they're not offering advice, but but you just nailed it because they, they do offer it, but we need to seek it out. Now, right. there are times when I kind of wish I just knew the answer without having to go get it. I just had somebody <laughs> to give all. me wisdom. Yeah. <laughs> Don't we all? Uh, another one, the final one that we'll cover here is this lack of acceptance. Yeah, and I think this might be one of the bigger ones we see, you know, oh gosh, I can't believe he married her or... You know, I can't believe she married him. Like he's such a loser, or there's just, or he's made so many mistakes. Um, mm. You know, th- they can really just kind of hold. Parents can hold on to that, I think, for their kids, because you know, you as a parent, you want the best for your children. You don't want somebody who might cheat on them or who, you know, goes to work and blows all their finances on something and is just not wise with their money mm. or wants to take care of their family. And so, the lack of acceptance, which might be. Like it might be a thing, it might mm-hmm. be legitimate. Um, so those are things you kind of have to work through and work out. But all this with the caveat that you, you're in a relationship with your parents um, and that there isn't any abuse or harm or something that's unresolved. So if there is abuse in the past that you haven't resolved, like this conversation is probably not for you. Well, it just needs to be taken with that in mind. And, sure. Um, this is know, not like counseling yeah. that we're giving you. This is yeah. just kind of some advice that we've learned and. Um, hope it blesses you on your journey. So the whole goal here is to have a better relationship. Okay, it may not be a perfect relationship. It may not be what you hope it is. It will ultimately become. <laughs> I think we've named this thing twice: biblical and better. <laughs> sure, whatever. Go biblical, biblical is we'll better. Biblical. Uh, but that you would increase in incrementally and have improvements. And so before we get into the five things, sorry, I'm not trying to dra- drag it out, uh, but I want to mention this idea of boundaries once more. Because we had a, we have an, um, it's actually a, a mini course in our Gospel Centered Marriage online yeah. learning platform. You can go to gospelcenteredmarriage.com if that piques your interest. But there's one that's uh, how to maintain or have deal with difficult in law dynamics. Yeah. And we, we talked to our friends, Mary and Dimitri um, Spatterell, and they have huge families and very complex in law dynamics. And uh, uh, Dimitri's a pastor, and he shared some really good wisdom. He said, yes. one of the things about boundaries and with in laws is you have to, First, articulate the boundaries. Yeah. You have to discuss them, articulate them, play, say this is where the line is. This is the type of behavior that Which is... This is a kind thing to do. It's kind. It's bringing clarity. And then what he said, what was profound to me, is you then invite them into maintaining so, the health by enforcing those boundaries with you. Yeah, so good. And so you say, hey, will, will you help us? Uh, we want to have a healthy relationship with you. We love you. You're part of our family. That's never going to change. Right. We want to continue being in relationship with you. But if these boundaries are breached, then we need to uh, we need to talk about that. Right. right. So, with that said, so I just want to put that foundation there. Yeah. Uh, now, number one, okay, we're talking about how to have better slash biblical relationships with your in laws. The first one is this: so foundational, <laughs> grace upon grace. In other words, we are all sinners. Right. I don't say that in a in a antinomian or sort of a licentious way, where we're not going to now care about what God says. We do care about what God says, but we also know that we have fallen short of the glory of God. Right. We're all sinners. And so uh, we all need Jesus, and we all need his love. We need are in the process of being sanctified. Now, if your in-laws aren't saved, then then obviously you, you don't hold them to the, don't hold them them to the same, same moral standard, standard. Of being saved, yeah. Right. And so you, you just love them like you would love anybody who is unsaved. Right. But and, you can still, I think, uh, invite and enforce some boundaries yes. as well. Yes, yes, and the difficulty there is that even though they, they you, you're not treating them like a stranger who's unsaved, you've known them 
yeah. your entire life, if not sort most of your life. Comes. Yeah, it's hard. And so you have some history there that you need to work through. Um, but but I think the foundational understanding and, and like truly in, internalizing this idea that I cannot expect your parents to yeah. be perfect. Right. I cannot hold every mistake they've ever made against them. Right. I can, you cannot expect my parents right. to be perfect. Um, as soon as we start having that moral high ground, yeah. Then we start. I think we start to see the relationship begin to well, degrade. And what a beautiful opportunity, right, for you to be able to minister to your in-laws or to your family and model Christ's love to them mm. in such a way that says, "Hey, we don't. We this is one of our boundaries, and it's because, you know, we are we believe this. We don't want this to be an influence on our kids, whatever yeah. it is, you know. And so, it's a loving thing, and we want, and it's just bringing clarity to the table. So. Anyways, I don't know. Just you see things as an opportunity as well as don't just see them as a burden. I think that's been my personal motto as of lately. So <laughs> number two, leave and cleave. We mentioned it up front. Um, and again, just understanding that there is an order to yeah, these relationships. Priority, in other right? words, like you're my wife, you're number one. Uh, next, I mean, underneath Christ, right. you're number one. I will always choose you over everyone else. Yes. And uh, in-laws need to realize that. Um, that. Well, and you may need to realize that depending on, yeah. you know, what That's kind good. what kind of, not what kind of spouse you are, but how mature you are in, in your relationship and in your understanding of yourself and your role um, as a husband or as a wife That's and really as the child of these parents. You are, if you're married, you are leaving and cleaving. And yeah, your responsibility is now to your spouse. Yeah. Before your parents. Yeah, I, I forget who said it, but someone said that you know this, the root of sin is disordered love. Basically, yeah. like we love ourselves more than we love God, or we love others more than we love God, or we love something more than. But so keeping those the loves ordered right. biblically, right. God, spouse, you know. And there might be seasons of like going through parents yeah. being sick or something, and spouses need mm-hmm. to be supportive of one another and on the same team with how to how to help the parents, right? And not just. Yeah okay, well, it's not our order of priority, so I'm not going to take care of my parents. Like, obviously, that's not what we're saying. It's right. it's loving them and understanding the order and, and communicating that to them, I think, as well. Um, so it's good, right? It's good for us to want and to have this relationship with them, but it needs to be done in light of the gospel um, and through boundaries, So, which yeah, is number three. <laughs> I, so I, I didn't realize this was in here <laughs> when I talked about the boundaries thing, but boundaries Mr. is number three. Mr. Before we get on, you need to review the rundown, okay? Well, you need I, to make sure I, that you I know I had to set up the computer. Things. We had a computer crisis. <laughs> we did. We've had book crises. We've had computer crises. 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 <laughs> you know what? Uh, so you just lay off. You just, just lay back off. off, lady. Back off, lady. <laughs> boundaries. <laughs> you need them. You need them. Uh-huh. Clarity is kindness. Yeah. My wife wrote that. I did. Clarity is kindness. It's and from another friend. It, it is doing them a, a, a it's doing everyone a favor. Yaman work is like as <laughs> I think the word is you tell them like this is how we will get along. Yeah. And it's going to take a little bit of moxie on your part because sometimes that clarity means a little bit of a confrontation. Like, yeah. But the best way, okay? There's a thousand ways to start it, but I found <laughs> The best way is to say, hey, can we talk? Can we talk about something? I want to talk to you about this thing and just but lay it so out. So disarming. I'm like boiling before I even come to the conversation. Sometimes. Well, remember so the I'm goal like... is to have a healthier, stronger, better, right. happier relationship with your in-laws. And so, <laughs> if they're reasonable people, now they may not be reasonable. <laughs> 
and you might have to use some other weapon or not take weapon. Your spouse, <laughs> take your spouse with you if it's if they are if it's their parents. Like, yes, of course. Always have them as a a middleman. A man. unified Is that? front. <laughs> okay. Have a unified front. Like we want to talk to you about this thing, right? I want to talk to you about this thing, but yeah. you're standing in the yeah. middle of us. <laughs> so yeah, about no. the you know about the, the amount of sugar you're giving the kids yes. or amount whatever. Uh, yeah, and so and and then within the marriage, I think you're asking them to, within your marriage, you're saying, these are the boundaries, let's talk yeah. about this. We need you to advocate for us. Yeah. I mean, that we're not gonna be perfect, we're gonna make mistakes. Yeah. Instead of being critical, if that's something they do, help us. Yeah. And and that's number four, actually, is a- allowing them to be helpful, okay? Mm-hmm. So number one is remember you're all sinners, you're both sinners, you're all sinners, excuse me, grace upon grace. Number two, leave and cleave, remember what that actually means. Number three, it's boundaries. Number four, help, allow them to help you. Yeah. So I think sometimes we can uh, get in a very independent mindset and forget to, um, you know, I've actually found myself as I've, as I've gotten more advanced in years, as I've gotten older, I've, I've (laughs) two ways of saying the same thing. I wanted to, I'm thinking of ways to ask my dad for help because I know that if I can just get that, if I can just crack that door, then it's inevitably going to read lead to other areas of wisdom that I wouldn't have thought to ask him for help. And so, uh, I forget what it was. It was, I recently had a, a decision that I was kicking around. Oh, it was, <laughs> we're getting a fireplace, a gas fireplace put in. And I was like, dad, you know, there's a, there's the model that's a lot there's more like the inexpensive. There's the tip top model, and then there's like the middle model, and then there's like a cheap model. And, and, you know, and, there's and the difference is like down. the heat output, right? And we're in the middle of winter currently, and my wife is pregnant. And I'm like, should we get the one with the greater heat output? I think we don't need it. But, and my dad was just like, you got a pregnant wife? Like, just get as much heat as you possibly can, because you're gonna have a baby in that house. <laughs> And he just, just that little, like that attitude and that wisdom yeah. was the thing I needed to say, okay, I can spend the extra money for my wife. It's it's not just for oh, the nice your thing. Oh, money. <laughs> okay. You were making, you were looking at me to make the decision. So It's true. You were looking to me and I was I like, was. okay, I can, I, I can't justify it just because it's a nicer thing. No, I can justify, can justify it if it's it. for my wife and for my, my, my family. Right. Um, slash we can justify right. it, I'll say. You can justify <laughs> so it for yourself. Here. You deserve a little treat. <laughs> <laughs> so go to your, your parents, for ask them for help. I mean, that's one of the best ways, I think, to disarm uh, family members as well. If you're feeling like Oops. there's any just kind of um, like heat in the conversations, there's some tension, um, ask them for help. And grandparents, if you're out there listening, offer your services as grandparents. Take those kids. <laughs> go have yeah. make some memories and have some special time uh, just with each of them. So uh, we are so grateful to live close. I know sometimes that's a... That's a that's a thing. For, yeah. yeah, geography, the last one. location. Last one is perspective, and we yeah. did talk about this earlier, uh, but just want to put a cap on it here. Remember to calibrate based on who who they are, right? Yeah. Like don't don't walk up to somebody who's never played. I'm using an analogy here. They've never played basketball before, and expect right. them to do a slam dunk, <laughs> right? Or to you know to perform at some level. Like right. if they're just not there because either they. You know, they don't believe the same things you believe. Mm. They are watching too much, you know, mainstream news or whatever that, that thing is that's causing sure. the, the conversations to go off the rails. Or if they came themselves from a broken home. Yeah. Like you just, you have to do the hard work of, of thinking, what is it going to be like? Now, this isn't to try and enable unhealthy, right. sinful behavior, but this is to try and help you come to the situation on the offense. And I don't mean to be offensive, but on the offense and that you are yeah. not just... You know, you're, you're not just responding. You're something. actually, yes. you're actually coming to the table with a strategy and with a way to love 
uh, tangibly and not and not just kind of jump in and hope everything works out, right? You're yeah. coming to strategically um, and in a way that, you know, reflects our Father, reflects our godly, our heavenly Father um, and the work that he's doing in our own hearts. And so I think it's just so important. We think it's important, obviously, to have that right perspective. And, you know, one of the only ways you can do that is by being in your Bible every day and reading and letting the God, the word of God just pour over you. Um, because then those... those um, off-putting annoyances or just tension with your with your in-laws yes they will become crystal clear but you will be more enabled to deal with them uh in a more loving i think wise fashion that reflects again the lord right offering forgiveness when maybe they don't deserve it you know um going the extra mile of inviting them over for dinner when you know it just feels like it's going to be a mess anyways um Pray for them. Pray for you. Pray for them and and your dealings with with one another. Because again, yeah. you know the Lord is calling them to Him. Maybe they don't know Him yet, right? And maybe you are one of those opportunities uh, to be used. So just keep That's that good. perspective. So again, and it does start like you said with being in, in the Word. Right. And I think oftentimes we think, yeah, I want to live by God's standard. But we don't give God the time of day, right. and we might read a you know a thirty second devotional or pick up the Bible app and watch the little like real things on Bible app, on the Bible app. Yeah, which can be helpful and supplemental, but they I wouldn't so, say those are your meat. Like, if that, you need if to that be is your meat, then you're going to be hungry, calorie deficient, <laughs> yes. and you, you're going to be wasting away as a spiritual person um, because you're not feeding on the living water, you're not drinking the living water, yes, you're not God going is, and tasting and seeing for yes. yourself how good God is. And so I, I want to invite you into that. If you don't know Jesus personally, if you've never said, God, I need a Savior, yeah. and I trust that you are him, mm. Jesus, you have saved me, I turn from my sin, re- repenting. If you've never done that, you never experienced that new life, uh, we want to invite you into that. And of course, reading your, the Bible is how you live out that life. It's mm. how we learn what God's will is, what his decree is, what his you law is, him. his grace is, yeah. what, you know him. Um, but until you put your faith in Christ yeah. like you're, you're at you're at a non-starter so uh, we have a website to go to if you want to take a step down that path it's the news is good dot com excuse me um, and I trust that that will be helpful for whoever needs it let's pray our God you are so good um, and you have given us um, uh, wisdom to love uh, people in our lives that's uh, you know that might sometimes feel difficult or mm-hmm. situations that feel murky and hard to navigate um, God, we just ask you to give us wisdom and then give us courage to act on that wisdom. Lord, I thank you that um, you have, in a sense, because I've you've given me your daughter's hand in marriage, your daughter being my wife, uh, that in some sense you, you're a father-in-law to me as well as a father, but you've shown me what it means to have a father-in-law that is flawless. Uh, and so I, I just I ask that you would help us to experience your love in a way that would help us love our human, flawed in-laws in a way that is honoring to you in jesus name amen amen all right uh if you are still watching this you're listening to this thank you we want to make an appeal okay because uh without our patrons we would be um in a different situation this ministry may or may not be continued now god is gracious and we're not here by any other reason because other than god has said yeah this is still good keep doing it and so, but one of the ways he's shown us that is through our patrons. And so uh, we're heading up into the end of the year. We're not a nonprofit, but much of our budget comes from uh, our patrons and how yeah. willing and consistent mm-hmm. and uh, uh, I think on board with the mission they are. Yeah. 
uh, we'd ask you to consider that as we head into the next year and maybe making a commitment over a number of months of being a partner with the Fierce family, us, with the ministry that guys, we have some really cool things coming up. We've got new book releases, a lot of newer book releases next year from authors that aren't just us. Yeah. Um, we also have a conference coming up next year. Oh, wow. That's the first time I've mentioned that. that. We have uh, children's stuff on the, on the family side of it. We have four children's books that are being illustrated as we speak. One is almost done. The first mm-hmm. one's almost done. Um, we have, what, what else we have going on? Uh, new product releases. We've got uh, new online courses. We've got too many things to, to, to name. Um, anyway, if you want to be part of that work, um, we're making that appeal here. Go to fiercemarriage.com slash partner yeah. to see the options, and uh, we'd be honored to have you there. Yeah. So, And thank you to our current patrons absolutely, for thank you. all the support because you really do put food on the table and a roof over our head, and you allow us to do – uh, the small work that we get to do on our side of the world. So we are just so grateful. Amen. Um, yeah. Amen. So yeah, this episode of Fierce Marriages. We'll see you again in about seven days. Until next time. Stay fierce.